Fourth and final hour on this rainy Monday afternoon. Hope everybody's been having a good day. I, I will just go back to our earlier discussion, and we really haven't had time to really get into some of the craziness that was the fourth quarter of yesterday's wild and wacky finish over at Nissan Stadium. And, and that's fine. I, I don't – I mean, I'm not looking for everybody to agree with me. I, I just will continue to say I do not understand how everybody is so cool with – going for it by the way thank you david beauclair for that question so you 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 like your chances better than if brett kern the best he didn't say this part about him being the best punter we've said it on the show he's the best punter in football how many times has he pinned opponents deep so you you think that's better than pinning him at the 10 i i just i don't understand the it's a no-brainer i mean that's just basically what mike Vrabel he said i don't need analytics it's a no-brainer. You go for it at the forty-nine-yard line. I think it's a. I it's think there's a an no argument. Brainer? I think there's an argument for both. You clearly sure. fall on the Kern side. Let's assume for a moment that Kern will pin them around the ten-yard line. I think we can assume that. Why right, would we assume anything it. differently? He's proven right. that that's what he does. So, so let's take the let's take the assessment. They get the ball at the ten. They have no timeouts left, but they have three minutes. And in Mike Vrabel's mind. They don't have three minutes. They have two and a half. No, they have three minutes. No, they have two and a half minutes. That play was 239 left on the clock when they ran that play. So you you go in there and you punt. You've got less than two and a half minutes. You don't have three minutes. I'm I'm looking at the play chart. It's it's two and a half minutes. It's not three. All right. 239. 239 on the fourth and one play, and then you run a play. So instead of running the play, you punt it. you got two and a half minutes. Ample time. I no timeouts, and you pin him at the 10. You're telling me that's a better scenario than if you don't get it, he starts at midfield? I think if it's 139, then then I think we're talking. This is just me. I, I'm not saying that there's there's no argument for you. I just think... Well, he's not... That What I'm getting at Phillip is... Rivers. I agree with you. It it could be viewed as 50-50 by most. I think it's 50-50. But he did not say it's 50-50 in his mind. His well, he's got to be he decisive. Said it, it was emphatically, it yeah. is a no-brainer. We're going for it. And I'm simply going, it is not a no-brainer. You're going for but it. But I, I think he's not just trying close to. close to a no-brainer. I think he's trying to so, show decisiveness. Uh, let, let's just go through the scenario, though. 10-yard ten, ten line, 239 on the clock. So you have two and a half. That's plenty of time. They had just gone down the field, right. 75 yards in four plays. They found something. I, I don't know if it was the Titans backing off, playing a little differently, but all of a sudden it looked like the Chargers had momentum. And if you get that half a yard, you can essentially close the game and out. And if you don't, they're at midfield. With two but, and a half to go. I think the argument is with and whether Rivers he's at the 20 10, yards, yeah, 25 so, yards. But, but he's, he's at the 10, you're going to play soft. I think he has enough time to advance the ball just, from the 50 it makes or no the sense to me how people can say this. I, well, I do not understand. By the way, the but, one thing that we've been praising this entire year, the one thing besides the punter, actually there are two things we have been praising consistently, and it's not even just this year. It's going beyond this year. The punter and the defense. But so the now defense all of a sudden you're, you're worried about punting and you're worried about can the defense so now the thing that you've trusted you think they're going to do it twice did you feel good about the defense though right after the four play 75 yard drive 
You felt good about the defense? They, yeah, but so I'll they make burned the ar- him one time. So so what? So I'll make the argument that him going for it on fourth down is like he he's probably in the back of his mind thinking, well, even if we don't get this, I trust my defense to hold them. Now, I understand what you're saying, that you pin him in inside the 10. That's obviously a lot better than the 50. I think maybe he looks back at how Frank Reich did it with the Colts against the Titans, that that ended up sealing the game. You're trying to put it away at this point. So I don't think it's a no-brainer. I don't like saying it's a no-brainer, but I didn't disagree with the decision. Well, he didn't say it was a no-brainer. His his words made it sound like he was like, I don't need analytics. I That's to me oh. is we're going for it. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I, I just I don't understand that. I, I How could you say pinning your opponent with two and a half minutes to go and no timeouts? Let's say Brett Kern. And oh, by the way, you haven't even factored in. It's still a special teams play, which means something could go wrong. Right. It could clip somebody's leg. It could go off a Chargers player and you could recover it. You're acting like you've got no chance of anything good happening from a play, or you could hit the guy, the returner, and he fumbles it. But what are the what are the better chances, though? The chances of that are very, very slim, right? The chances of you getting the half a yard are pretty good. Uh, I I think you're you should get that eighty yeah. percent, if not ninety percent, and I would argue that they got it. It was just it was a bad spot. That's and a he whole other thing. That, that's the whole thing that I right? disagree so, with. So Why not challenge? So that's a whole thing in itself. And he gave his explanation there. I find that fascinating. Um, about the when there's a pile of bodies, so you that, have but, to see the ball. That's pretty much what he said. He did. I would argue that the, that you can see the ball. Now the the question is, do you trust the person sitting up in New York to see what you're seeing, and does your guy? Whoever is telling, because Mike Vrabel, he all he can do is look up at the at the big board in the stadium, and I would argue in the frenzy of the stuff, people are yelling. You can't make your own decision. You have to trust that somebody is in the in the booth telling you that you trust to challenge or not challenge. And I think just with three timeouts, that's a worthy challenge, Agreed. even if you don't get it. I think there's a there's a good chance that that gets overturned. How could you say you know what they're going to call? Well, we have no clue. You can't. You, well, you can't know. We've learned this Especially from all sports. with officials this year. We have no clue what they're coming back Right, with. so you're saying Vrabel's saying you're just not going to get yes, that call. Yes, yeah. absolutely that, incorrect. That's an assumption that you can't we, make, we I have, don't think. We do it every week. And he's done that a few times. We now. all sit here and watch games, and we think we know what they're coming back with, and they don't. And I, I agree with him that the spot of the ball and the camber angles, there are some X factors there. But I would argue that you can see Tannehill before he disappears into the pile with the ball with a pretty good a pretty good reason of where he is, and I could argue he's on the line. Willie, let and me then just say he this. gets a push let from me, Henry. Let me tell you what I can guarantee you. It's just like what I've thrown out before. You know what I can guarantee you, Chase, is, is going to happen if you don't play the lottery? Yeah, I guarantee it 100%. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. Okay? Right. Pretty safe to say? Right? It's yeah. an easy thing. You know what I can guarantee is not going to happen if you don't challenge it? Anything's going to get overturned or anything's right. going to change. Right. That, that's what I can guarantee. If you don't do anything, I can guarantee you it's going to stay the same. Now, if they, if they had no timeouts left, or I'm sorry, if one obviously they had, say, if they had one, one timeout, timeout and that's your last timeout, then okay. I'd say, okay. I, I, but yeah, still, okay. I think it's worthy in that in that because particular you, case. You win worthy. the game. If you win the challenge, you essentially win, win the, the game. game. 
The yes. game is pretty much over. Pretty much. I mean, maybe they get it back with, you know, less than a minute with no timeouts. But to act like, hey, we already kind of know that there's no way they're going to over. No, you don't. I mean, Mike, coach, I get it. You focus in on your game. The rest of us watch all kinds of games. And every week, college football, NFL, we don't have a clue what they're coming back with. They come back with stuff every single week. If you watch enough games, you shake your head and go, I can't believe that that's what they did. We've already talked about it. We lay them out, like these right. pass interference calls and these other calls where we're like, what? You don't know what they're going to come back with. And, and that's, They could have absolutely. I wouldn't have been surprised at all if they came back and said, after further review, we've spotted it, you know, right. the 40, what do they need to be, the, the 48, I guess. First down. I wouldn't have been shocked by that. And as I told everybody earlier, I, I slowed it down. I clicked it frame by frame. I think you can make a strong argument sure. that he's across that line. The question is, what does the guy – the, the unknown is always the human factor of who is sitting in New York and looking at it and saying, yeah, I can't see the ball, but I, at the last instant that I see the ball, it looks like he's right at the line, if not over it. And then he gets pushed by Derrick Henry a little bit further. They only needed a couple inches to start with. For them to come back and spot the ball as a loss was the wrong spot. So you already know that you got the wrong spot. All you have to argue and see it to overturn it is that he gained something. If he got something, right. he's got the first down. And I think if you look at it, it's very reasonable. So it's, it's worthy of a challenge. Let's hear what Mike Vrabel said. When, when he was asked about that. Because he, he tried to dance around and he said, okay, I'm going to tell you what I thought. I'll tell you that if they can't see the football uh, on, the, on the spots, they're, they're next impossible to get. And so the spot challenges that we've seen, the few that have been reversed, just like with Dalvin Cook a few weeks ago, he was kind of in the open field. There was one tackler on him. He reaches the ball and then his knee goes down can clearly see the ball you can clearly see the knee when you have 20 people in there uh, on a sneak and you can't see the football that's when Al tells you if I can't see the football I, I can't overturn whatever they call it on the field now there is merit so that, to that there is merit to what he's saying he's right but let's now fast forward to the Austin Eckler catch where he's he is ruled in the end zone you can't see the ball when his rear end touches the ground. The ball, the ball is shaded by his his body. You can't see the ball. Right. But that did not prevent them from overturning the call on the field, which was touchdown. So by so there are exceptions, right? And I and again, I when I slowed it down, I can see Tannehill where the ball is. He's got a wristband on, or he's got tape on his wrist. He's holding the ball, and he is moving forward. And I think he intersects that line. Yeah. Then he gets pushed by Henry where he goes out of sight behind the body of Joey Bosa. We, we, we can also bring up why in the heck isn't there a camera on the other side of every game so that you have a reverse angle. It would seem like the reverse angle could show you something on that. So the, the whole when the, he is right that most of the time if you can't see the ball in the big pile, it's very, very hard to get an overturn. I think this one, you could see it, though. You know what's interesting? You can see enough. Gpander78 on Twitter pointed out to us about our conversation with Kelly Holcomb on Friday. What did Kelly say? What was he adamant? About that he hates the quarterback sneak. Said the quarterback sneak is the dumbest play in football. 
I think and he, he was adamant. Well, because quarterbacks get hurt a lot of times with that. Okay. So I mean that's that's yeah. why he was saying that. Yeah, I understand. But he's saying it's the dumbest I, it's the dumbest play in football. He's like quarterbacks get hurt all the time on quarterback sneaks. Right. I understand. And his point was and you've got a guy like Derrick Henry, then why not just let him Well, Derrick had, it. Did, fourth and one in Atlanta, they tried Derrick Henry and he got stuffed. I just think my my whole thing I've that, seen quarterback sneaks work a yeah. lot. They do I mean, work. it's dangerous, yes, but when you're that short, like John Madden used to say this, one foot equals quarterback sneak. Like Tom Brady has got famous numbers on the quarterback sneak, right? It's, it's not yeah. like that play never works. I, I just, my whole thing is of saying, well, Al's going to tell you not to do that. or Al, I, I hate that mentality. At this point, and I've said it over and over again today, you've already gambled. You've already rolled the dice and going for it on fourth down. Why not roll the dice again and give up a timeout to try and win a challenge to get the spot? I, I got because be I, I hate the mentality of well, you know what they they're not calling that or it usually doesn't work. Okay, so you're just not going to try at all. I I don't still need. I think right now this point, I'd rather talk about things that people. I mean that that's a. I don't even know who would say other than him who would say that's that's a terrible idea to challenge that. Like I I just I, think it makes no we're sense. We're all on the same page and we're just talking about something. We're all nodding our heads, going, well, "Of course you challenge on that play. You have three timeouts." Right. I, right. I, who, like other than Mike Vrabel, who was out there going, "Now that would be dumb. That would be dumb." To challenge that spot, right? Who's saying that? I, I don't. I haven't even seen that anywhere. So to me, it's like, well, let's just move on and talk about something that right. you know it, maybe everybody doesn't agree with. If it were a ten-yard penalty and you move the ball to the forty, if you don't get it, that's a different story. Yeah. But your caught your price to pay for challenging is one of your three remaining timeouts. I think that's a price worthy of a gamble. Yep. We'll come back. Uh, some of you want to weigh in as well so we'll get some phone calls continue discussing this on the other side darren donick and chase espn 1025 the game hey don't forget smashville live returns wednesday this week it'll be at drake's and cool springs located at 553 553 cool springs boulevard Seven until eight o'clock. Fans can register to win two tickets to an upcoming Predators home game. Smashville Live is brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. You know who's hosting Smashville Live this week? Well, I don't. I do not. It's not on the copy. I so know. I don't know. It's yours truly. Oh, well, there and you Skilzy. go. All right. Oh yeah. Even another reason. Get out there. Drakes and Cool Springs, cool place. Chase and Skilzy. Keith, what's up? Hey, guys, I've been a Mike Vrabel supporter. But, you know, this year I thought, I thought his non-challenges cost us the Colts game. First for the pass interference, which I know there's an argument about that. But then the, the spot that reset whenever he scrambled for the first down. And then yesterday, I mean, he didn't challenge the – the guy, whenever he caught it on the sidelines, was out of bounds. And then why in the world with two minutes and 35 seconds to go would you not spend your challenge to challenge that? That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I'm ready to get rid of him. I'll hang up and listen. Wow, Keith, that changed in a hurry. You went from supporting him to now you're ready to get rid of him. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's say this, too. I don't know if he I'm has ready been to do hit. that. But. He has been hit with some very difficult decisions. He was hit with some tough ones there. Those are not easy, any of them. Uh, and I, I appreciated the heck out of his willingness to discuss them 
today. It's easier to do it after you've yeah. won, right? I mean, they they pulled it out of the fire. We'd real. This would be the whole show if they had given up the go ahead touchdown. He also had a very interesting decision once uh, the ball was placed on the one yard line after Eckler. It sounded to me like he really strongly considered letting them score on the first down and goal from the half yard line because he took the timeout. And that surprise that really startled Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts, right? They were confused because Gene Saratori said there's going to be a ten second runoff here and then a started clock. Like he's anticipating Saratori, which I who I thought was fantastic in the in the chaos of talking with I, reason, liked him, by spelling the way. it out, making us all at home understand what was going on. So I'm thinking, okay, you place the ball at the one, there's twenty seven seconds. They can't run the ball. They haven't run the ball the whole game. They have no timeouts, and the clock is going to start as soon as the whistle goes. I'm thinking, hey, I got a shot maybe for a goal line stand here. Maybe. And so letting them score, or even if you don't let them score, right, taking the timeout allows them to calm down, punch it in, maybe, and you have two timeouts, you have 30-something seconds, and you have to have a touchdown. Right, because they missed the extra point. You'd be down by four instead of three. Was this first and goal so this is when they get first and goal at the one? After the Eckler play that he almost scores on the pass. It's first and goal at the one. The Titans took the timeout and Dan Fouts goes, They don't have any timeouts. Right. And then Eagle says, Wait a minute, it's Tennessee that took yeah. the timeout. Yeah. And Fouts is like, Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. He Why was really surprised. Right, right. Which I can see it but Teron made a good point earlier when we were talking about it. He said it does give you a chance to sort of stop the momentum as a defense. It allows you to calm down and then dig in there. And then, of course, they get the false start and then immediately go back to the one. Then there is the uh, – because they had the pass interference on Malcolm Butler, which I thought was a good, a good call. But, I mean, you talk, talk about the chaos within the game. That's hard for any coach to process all of that, though. My thinking was maybe just put him in a scramble – force them to have to throw it because they haven't run the ball worth a lick the whole right. game, and they, they can't stop the clock. The the thing that I like that we heard some today and I kind of want to hear more of is, you know, I feel like sometimes when Mike Vrabel is asked about his decisions and the process, he gets frustrated, and he, you know, he, he that's when he gets a little combative and doesn't want to answer those questions. I thought today he did a much better job of that, and I understand it's after a win, but that's what we're looking for. Like, listen, you don't have to lay out every play and and let us completely in your head, but just explain it. And then it goes away. And then, then you don't have to answer these questions every week. But when you make some some questionable calls and decisions, the media is going to ask about it. And I, I think that that's what Mike Vrabel needs to just do a little bit better job of in answering those questions and just understand that's a part of the gig. Albeit in a win. What if it wasn't in a win? Oh, well, it would be oh, worse. Okay, that's my point. Does it make it any better or any worse? Does it change it? No. I mean, we're still talking about the same stuff. So don't you think the people, there, there are some people that are like, oh, it's okay because it all worked out? What if it what No, if it didn't? and I'm not saying it's all okay. You know what I mean? No, but I mean there I, are I people. There are people sure. like that, though. That's what I'm getting at. So, if it comes at a loss, right, and then it and then it ends up biting them in the, you know what? Then all of a sudden it's outrage. But you know, uh, this is what Kwanasu we all love about sports and football is the toughness of these decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think as long as he respects that, and and 
we as the media respect that that's a really difficult spot to be put in on the spot. And it's easy for us on Monday or Sunday night to say, well, I would have done I would have done this. I mean, why Why would you do that? I would have done this. It's easy for us to do that, right? It's hard when you're under the gun there. But I do think, looking through week by week, what are, what are the tendencies that a guy does? He's a young coach. This is only his second year as a head coach. What does he learn from the experience week to week? These are all things that I think are fair uh, to assess. And I, I give his team a ton of credit for finding a way to to stop him on the from the one twice that was that was fantastic great play well something that I try to do and I think we've tried to do as a show I don't want to speak for you guys but I feel pretty confident we've been doing this for a long time and been around each other for many many years I I I think we try not to be phony about it because there's plenty of people that are phony about it once you see that you didn't get the fourth down right. or you didn't get this or right. you didn't get that we try to always say this is how I felt going into the play. Not afterwards. Right, you, you first guess. Not first the next guess day. and not a second guess. And I'm telling you, when he's going for it, I am going, no. Right. What are you doing? And I'm agreeing this with it. This is not after they missed it. It's not sure. my opinion afterwards. I'm saying, see, they missed it. No. If they would have got it, I, and I get it, I still would have said, I would have come on here and said, I, at that point, me, I'm letting the best punter in the league with two and a half minutes to go and the team that's receiving the ball – with no timeouts, I'm going to let the best punter in the league try to pin them inside the 10. That's me and make them drive the length of the field or whatever that magic yard stripe is for them to get a, a long field goal. And I don't even know what that number is for their kicker. Right. Okay. What What do you have to get? What do they have to get to? The 35, I guess. Probably. I don't and know. And he had hit a 50-yarder. Yeah. Yep. To the same side so of the field. maybe 35. So that's still a long – that's me. And that's just me trying to say that was my that was my initial reaction, and I think that's what we've tried to do on the show to just tell the way we felt watching it play out. And if we're wrong, we're wrong. I mean, I, I've said it many times. Like I, me, I wouldn't have done that, and it all worked out. I wouldn't have done it that way because at the time I was saying no, don't do. It. So I, you know, for the people that want to react to what you're saying, Willie, about you know once it's all said and done, or afterwards, or the next day. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's fair because that's easy, man. That That's right. a seat anybody can sit in. Anybody. How hard is it to sit in that seat? Let's see. Let's let it's everything like, play out. It's like filling and then out your bracket our, after and then the make our, Right, and then let's make our observations. Well, duh. Yeah. How hard is that? Dr. Detroit, Dee, what's up? Hi, guys. How are you? Well, you know, I hope since the beginning of the season that all season they're going to change this rule because of so many horrible mistakes and missed calls. And you know I've called in since Calvin Johnson days for the Lions. But let me tell you what, Titans fans, that was a hell of a football game yesterday. For them to fight like they did, you will take that win to the bank anytime. That was an outstanding performance. Might have been a little ugly. Calls might not went your way, but that was an outstanding victory and a chunk went up for the Titans. But what I'm getting at, guys, once again, if your running back, fullback, whatever, can only have to break the pylon or the white line, it's a touchdown. That's carrying the football in the end zone. Why it makes it so hard and difficult for the receiver to have the hardest job of a football team to get a score on having complete control. Now, I thought a ground can't cause a fumble. 
So, therefore, to me, my logic is going to the wide receiver, if you come down with it and the ground makes you bubble it, but you still got control on your stomach, it might be rotating from arm to arm, elbow to elbow, whatever. But if you don't lose that football, it should be a touchdown. Thank you, and I'll uh, listen to y'all's uh, reply on that. All right, Didi. Thank you. Uh, Lions fans had some issues with the officials the last couple of Well, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, I mean, we, we certainly talked about it after that Packers game, that's for sure. And I know that that's what we're getting at. I mean, if you watch enough of these games, if you watch enough of games, uh, NFL, college, or Saturday, Sunday, both, there, are, there have been a lot, a lot of head-scratching calls this year that makes you wonder what in the world are they looking at. So... That's why we've kind of been throwing this out of. I don't know how anybody could think, well, we know what they're going to do. Do we? No, you don't. Uh, we have That's no, why you do it. That's we why have you... no clue what these officials are going to do at either level. At least that's that's my yeah. opinion. I've watched enough games this year to go, I have no idea what they come back with. Because there's been times I've been sitting there adamantly thinking, this is going a certain way, and it absolutely does not go that way. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand that. So... Mm-hmm. That's all we're pointing out is I don't know how anybody could think that they know what's in the head of these officials and what they're really going to call. because Or the people in New York. Or the people in New York because we've seen enough already in the young season. We're not even at the halfway point, and I guess we're getting to it, right, that uh, it's not that way at all. I want to talk to all the men out there. You've been hearing me for years talk about my friends over at Cool Springs MD. And they know a lot of you men have started to seek help for hormone deficiencies and imbalances. And Dr. Jeffrey Lodge who is the board-certified physician over there is front and center on that quest to helping you out, especially as we all get older. And his wife, Daphne Lodge, the registered nurse, and their experienced staff want to give you men out there the treatments that are required to improve your quality of life. And they've already started doing that with a lot of you here in the Middle Tennessee area and the surrounding areas with improving your immune systems, your energy levels, your cognitive function, and so much more. They're there to connect you with the medical care you require to have a healthy and enrich life. There's no better time to achieve that healthy lifestyle than right now. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. Make that appointment like I have. 615-283-7291. That's 283-7291. Or you can always go to their website, coolspringsmd.com. I, I think that Ryan you know, took, took advantage of the opportunity. He, he was excited uh, to be able to lead a, an offensive football team and a football team yesterday. Um, again, you looked at the timing of Corey's touchdown. It was decisive. It was in a tight window, and there was a lot of those, John. Um, really cool to see Tajay. You know, that's when, when you run a guy along the back line, you know, he's not the, the primary read. That You're going to get to that guy. Um, you know, for whatever reason, they dropped nine guys out of there. Ryan stayed in a pocket and, and, and then was able to see Tajay and, and throw it over, you know, a couple set of, set of hands. So that was, was happy for Tajay. Ryan Tannehill, 23 of 29, 312 yards, two touchdowns, two touchdowns and a pick, sacked twice. Quarterback rating of 120. I was looking at Pro Football Focus, their top five offensive player grades for the Titans that took at least, were involved in at least 20 snaps. All right. Top five, well, Ryan Tannehill. 
I'm gonna say he's on there. Third. Okay. Uh, graded yesterday seventy nine point five. Is there a grade high enough for Aaron Rodgers yesterday? Well, he did pretty well. <laughs> Threw for four twenty nine, five touchdowns, and ran one in, which is why he got the game ball. Yeah. Brissett has to be pretty high. He had a big game. I thought these were just for Titans. It, this is Titans. Yeah, I said, okay. I, said, oh, I thought you were talking about quarterbacks who said, had no. Titans, top five, okay. offensive grades, pro football focus that were part of at least 20 snaps. Ryan Tannehill was third. Who else? Corey Davis. Corey Davis was fourth. Really? Interesting. Yep. Um, Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan graded out the best. Taylor Sounds Lewan right. graded out I the noticed, best at 86.8. You notice that they moved Bosa to the other side mm-hmm. because sure he was not having a whole lot of success with Taylor Lewan. So give give him his props mm-hmm. on that. Jonu Smith, second. Okay. So Lewan, Smith, Tannehill, Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. AJ? Nope. DH22. never get it. I'll never get it. Jamil Douglas. Really? Jamil Douglas, good for him. Really? How about that? The young end. Right, I was not going to get that. All right, let's let's get to Tannehill. Don't, didn't you think, because the numbers speak for themselves. Right? I've been, he, I've he been was ready fantastic. to talk about this all day. <laughs> I thought Mike Vrabel was in an interesting spot in that press conference because there were a lot of loaded questions sure. to try to say, this is what Tannehill did. This is obviously what Mariota was not doing. He did everything he could to be very respectful and not make it a comparison right of well Marcus wasn't doing this Tannehill did do this um so I thought he handled that very well and he even said look I don't want to go back I want to I want to look ahead it's about making the most of your opportunity but you could hear some specifics there of what he liked what he saw with Tannehill which clearly was a little bit of a shot in the arm and different than what they've been experiencing offensively I think this is the really key question Maybe the biggest key question of the season. Surely these are all humans, right? Tannehill, his track record is such that he's a he's a flawed quarterback. He's not a Hall of Famer. But you hope he's the right fit for his strengths with the strengths of the offense. It looked great yesterday. Can they do that? Can they build on that and have that be more of the norm? How he matches chemistry-wise with the receivers, you know, he, they distributed the ball the way we all hoped that they would do it. They got Brown involved. Well, you saw they some ha- chemistry got, yesterday. Oh, yeah. They got Corey John Davis Smith in was there. was a prime example. The tight ends got involved, right? They, they, the the touches. End. And they still got the ball to Derrick Henry a bunch, right? Yeah. They were picking up third downs, all of that stuff. And I've said it before. There, there are some quarterbacks that in a new situation, it just fits better. And that's what you have to hope for here. Don't know if, don't know if it's going to. Because there's going to be tape now. There's going to be, oh, let's see what they did with Tannehill. Now they're going to have to have the next wrinkle, right, with how they go about it. But it sure did look good. It was exactly what you would hope for when you make a switch, that you get a little shot in the arm. I stand by that I think he goes through his progression a lot better than Marcus Mariota does. It was quicker. The offensive line gave him time, but he also didn't need to take all of that time. He knew he had a plan going in, and that was something that we've been talking about of just have a plan. Did they really give him any more time than in the past? Or maybe well, he was I, doing a better job of I think, I think, getting rid of the ball. No, I think you're right. Isn't that what we've been talking about? Yeah. Remember and, when I've been very quick, Chase, to say, you can keep pounding on the offensive line all you want, 
And I get it. They haven't been very good, but a lot of this is in the quarterback's lap. Yeah. And he and got all of a sudden, the magically, ball. poof, everything just got better. We just talked about how Taylor Juan grades out the best, Jamil mm-hmm. Douglas, and it has nothing to do with maybe the decision maker, the guy who's under center, and it looks different. I think it has a lot to do with that, and that's what I'm getting at. It, but because he had a plan, and I think there were times when Marcus Mariota just didn't have a plan. He did, he did. I think there was a lot of stuff going on in that head of his, and with Ryan Tannehill, it was more of a rejuvenation of now, okay, I'm getting another shot. This is why I came here because I wanted to go to a team that I knew I was probably going to be a backup, but I could have a chance. And he made the most of the chance. And and look, he got sacked twice, which was fantastic. That has to make the offensive line feel better. But a lot of it is on the decisions that Ryan Tannehill was making. The interception, hand got hit. You can't, can't really do anything. But he that. held it. He, he held did. it a little bit. Now, but this is what's interesting. Like when he holds it, He's he's shuffling a little bit. He is that the one though where Jonu Smith was the blocker? He was, yeah, he was back. Yeah, yeah. Right? and Jonu Smith got beat. He yeah, got he beat got bad. Beat. It was Bosa, right? Or was it the other guy? The uh, Owosu or yeah, I think yeah. it was him. Yeah, uh, I mean, heck of a rush. Yeah, he's coming at him. But I did think he waited. He waited. But I don't mind that if you're if you're got your eyes up and you're still in a throwing position. And that was worst case scenario, right? It popped up in the air, and as soon as it did, you're like, oh boy. Right, but I've noticed when Mariota, not again to make the comparison, right? But Mariota, we've talked about a lot. When he decides the initial's not there, it's head down, ball down, starting to look down towards little crevices in the pocket. Let me sneak, see if I can sneak out and plays dead. So over time, I do think Tannehill has a little better match with this offensive line to shuffle within the pocket more. He throws on the run better than Mariota, I think. I don't think there's any doubt. Watching yet yesterday, right? Couple of those throws, but he, his flaws will come out as well. Oh, you're right. right. I he mean, is, there's going to be. There's a reason why and, he was available. All of that stuff. You just hope that it's more like a Jim Plunkett, where a guy gets a little new life and the best of his traits come out because he's a better fit with this personnel than it was in Miami. I think that's what you're trying to catch. Is a little lightning in the bottle here. And I think you saw good Arthur Smith too. Not that. You know, I know that Tehran was complimentary that he's he's called some good games. I just think this this is a better marriage. I think that there's a better matchup between how Tannehill does things and how Arthur Smith is trying to do things. Now, you know, maybe Marcus Mariota, if down the line he gets another chance for whatever reason, maybe this is all going to help him change. But in year five, I'm not really trying to do that. I was very, very impressed with the 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 way the offense ran yesterday. I want to see it again. That's what I keep saying. Do it again. But I really liked what I saw. Isn't it amazing when you get good quarterback play, how smarter everybody looks? And how know. much better everybody looks? Sure. You think that's a coincidence? No. Mm, think not. Well, also, finishing the drives with touchdowns and not field goals, mm-hmm. right? That you, You've got three home games that I mean, you've that played pass now. With the, that pass to Davis was fantastic. Yes. Just threading the needle right in there. I mean, I, that was fantastic. I just they're just things and I I've I hate to say it I've been saying these things for a good while and everybody wants to keep blame 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 everybody else sometimes it's tough because everybody likes him but you have to blame quarterback has to take the blame too and it you just saw a prime example of what it can look like and how different everything looks like but now the challenge is because this league is so good 
And everybody, now that as you brought up, Willie, there's tape on him in this system with the Titans as the starter, full game, and now everybody's going to adjust, right? Now everybody's going to pick up things. They're going to pick up tendencies. And so then how can he keep staying out in front of everybody? It's not going to be 312 every game. It's not going to be 23 of 29 for 300 every game. But can he adjust to what they're going to adjust to him and they keep this thing going in a positive direction. That's the challenges the Titans have moving forward. We'll come back in our challenges to wrap up. Easiest ticket, away, ticket giveaway ever. Ever. Nashville SC. First Tennessee Park. First round USL playoffs this Saturday. Tickets are now available at NashvilleSC.com. But tickets are available to you right now. Caller number Five, five, one, two, three, four, five, seven, three, seven, one, oh, two, five, six, one, five. Uh, this album seven, is called 10. Three, seven. <laughs> it sure <laughs> 1025. is. <laughs> but I didn't want to do that to the guys, you know? Thank you, Darren. <laughs> because, Matt, you know, they would have been like, really, 10? Remember a certain, a certain personality on air who will remain nameless used to say he would, he would, a caller number, he'd just pick a random, but it'd be like 75. You'd hear all this throwing stuff, banging in the back, mm-hmm. yelling. How could you do that? Caller number 73, since it was 1973 when suddenly, yeah. No regard for who had, <laughs> what they had to do behind the glass. No regard. I think 73 phone calls back then. I used to tell people, I would like wink at them and say, okay, you just, don't really yeah, have to. Yeah, just, yeah. just say your caller 49, yeah. <laughs> your caller 63, your caller 68. 737 Your next chance to win is with Jared and the GM later today as the phone lines light up. So now it's going to be the Bucks. I think what's Great interesting. opportunity to put two together. Is something we talked about all week last week is what would we be talking about today, right? What would mm-hmm. it look like? What would it The headline as you how like would to say. It, yeah, how would it feel? And it feels pretty good. It was wild and crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh at times I'm sure if people were drinking during the game, they probably were pouring a little bit heavier toward the end <laughs> of the game. But so now it's like, okay. The thing is, we've seen this before in sports. You know, it's especially in the NFL this year, right? Yeah, Kyle Allen won a game for Carolina. Pfft. Like what? Like he's going to keep winning them? Yeah, Teddy right. Bridgewater wins a game without Drew Brees. Okay, great. Can he keep winning them? Uh, answer, yes. They're both undefeated. Mm-hmm. They're both undefeated as starters. So, can he keep it going? Yeah, he can. We've seen it happen in this market. Yeah, Kerry Collins, but can he keep it going? Um, yeah, <laughs> they started the year what ten, 10 and 0? 0. <laughs> 10 and zero, finished thirteen and three, and lost yeah. every, every year. This this happens around the league. This league is so full of surprises. Yep. It's really something. Carolina with the guy that's been starting for them. Kyle Allen, the guy uh, you just brought up. Are you listening <laughs> to the show today? I mean, are your headphones working? I know. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> you know what would be a good idea right now, Max? We should give away Nashville SC tickets. Let's oh, do that. Do we have tickets to give away for that <laughs> Let's game? Let's do that. <laughs> you know what we could do? We could just ha- you, name a number. You're gone for a week. Name a number of a caller. Are you and still have them on call. LA time? Just a crazy high number. <laughs> what Wouldn't happened that be in silly? Willie's like, I thought Terod was coming in today. 
Where's Teron Davenport? <laughs> well, he did an hour and a half with Is your us. brain still in Vegas? I mean, I understand. That's a thing. But Well. Come on, Willie. Maybe so. Sorry. What's your next example? Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> <laughs> He's been good. He, you know what? He's undefeated. <laughs> Who's he playing for us? <laughs> The uh, Jets. Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. <laughs> uh, by the way, that was a crazy game, huh? Or, the, or no, it was, the Virgi- was it the Virginia Tech game? What, six overtimes? Well, I thought you were talking about Louisville-Clemson with the fight. Yeah, well, there was a lot of craziness the in that. player who got sent home on the equipment truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of craziness in that, but what was it, the Virginia Tech game? It North Carolina-Virginia Tech, yeah, I yeah. think. Six, seven six. overtimes? Six. Yeah. And that was with the new the new rule, right? The first time that they've had in there like a new rule that you have to do you have to like do two point. It just becomes a two point shootout. Yeah, which I feel like, I mean, there are fewer plays, but the game is likely to continue longer. Right. I I didn't really understand that. And then you have Wisconsin going down. Jeez, how in the world do you lose to Illinois? After you start, everybody's talking about you now. They score more points. Finally praising you. Everybody's giving you all the credit you've been seeking, and then you lose. That in was a shocker. You lose. They in dropped to thirteenth in the AP poll. Ooh. Ooh. But think about Missouri too. Where, what are they thinking in Columbia today? Like they were, they were on the verge. You know, thinking coming into Nashville, they're we'll ranked. get the win. We'll, sure. we're ranked. We're th- we'll be three and zero in the league. We'll be atop of the standings in the East. Woo! And they got ambushed. So it makes it fun. That was one of the more stunning games that I've seen in a long time. I just it, that was a great sign for Vanderbilt if they can build on it. But they they held a team that had scored thirty or more points eleven straight weeks. They were averaging thirty nine points a game against a defense that has not stopped anybody. And Vanderbilt held them to fourteen. Figured that out. I guarantee you. I just I can feel it the way they played on Saturday. There's no way Vandy loses this week. No chance. <laughs> You're right. I'm just telling you, I can feel it. Have How about great... that guy starting for Carolina? Is he any good? The Panthers? Can you believe that guy? Undrafted guy. Kyle Allen. Kyle who's Allen. Even, who's even heard of that guy? <laughs> That'll do it. Not Willie. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great rest of your rainy day. We'll be back at Finish it tomorrow your morning. Beer. <laughs> we'll be back at it tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. See you then. But you can't stay. Monday show. We'll do that next.